The following is a Pro Football Network podcast. The primary voice for pro football at profootballnetwork.com. The NFL, and Roger Goodell is brilliant at this. Let's be clear. He's brilliant at this. Okay, his, his job is to take the slings and arrows for the owners. That's his job as the commissioner. We can take the heat on not releasing the emails, but the heat would be much more significant and damaging if we released all the emails. These are calculated moves. These are totally calculated moves. You know, we still don't know who the Wizard of Oz is. That's the issue. You know, people have suggested it's owners. People suggested it's uh, certain people from the Washington team. People have suggested to me because of my background. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of More Than Football, the weekly podcast with myself and Trey Wingo, powered by Pro Football Network, where we bring you a lot of interesting topics that are going on away from the X's and O's on the field in and around the NFL. And every week, Trey, we try to have a nice special guest here and join us and uh, give us their unique perspectives. And today we have another friend of the show. I hope I can call him that. And uh, it's interesting, Trey. He is... The uh, the executive. I want to get this right because he's his Twitter bio. Oh, you know what? Don't just don't. Let's bring him in. Like this guy. Like he does his, it all he, the time. His all ego right. is so big at this point. Is that just right? Is that right? All. all right. Let's, like, let's do it. Get him in know, here. He runs these triathlons. He climbs. That's mountains. in the Twitter bio. Yeah, he's like, look at me. Look how fit I am at ninety four, and all the things I've accomplished in my life. Whatever. You just do it to make the rest of us feel bad. Andrew. All right, bring him in here. We have special guest Andrew Brant. <laughs> Andrew, a lot of. I'm jealous. Of, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Say, a lot I'm of gonna, shade right there. I'm jealous. Know, I've never run a triathlon. When I do these things, as you know, Trey, everyone, the radio, the podcast, TV, they say, "Well, what should we put on the Chiron?" You know, what, what, I, and I'm like. I don't know. You pick. I got about six jobs. And if you like one more than another, a lot of people go with my former job at at Packers. But hey, I always say this, Trey, and you've said it too. I have a lot of jobs, so I don't have to have a real one. There you go. Absolutely. But by the way, side note, just for people like Chiron. That is a that is a television term from like the eighties. I I don't know if they I don't know if they use the machine anymore. Like it's the, just so people know, the Chiron was the thing that you would type in whatever the graphics were that would appear on the screen, like where it says Andrew and Trey and Brett, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And television that would have been generated by the Chiron machine. I have no well, idea. What, I have no idea if they even use it anymore. What What do you call this under us right now? What do you call so a banner? We, a title? Yeah, Banner? officially, uh, officially, it's a lower third because it takes up and place on the lower third of the screen. Okay, my ESPN producers, that's where I remember that. Absolutely, Chiron. Chiron. That's a great old TV term. I love it. Yeah, Chiron. Man, I love listening to talk about yesteryear. This is great education for me. Um, <laughs> Shut up, nerd. There it is. Okay, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're coming You're coming on the show at, at a really interesting time in, in the, the life of the NFL. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because you, what you do on Twitter, I, I look at you as like the modern sports version of the Da Vinci Code. People pull out, put out these BS statements to co- try to oh, control yeah. the narrative, and you come in there and you're like, no, no, no. What they're really saying is ba 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 ba. And today, probably more than than ever, the Washington Football Team and the fallout from those emails that have been under investigation. John Gruden caught a stray. Adam Schefter caught a stray. And it seems like everyone is, is sort of under the gun here, no pun intended, um, except the people who the investigation is for. So, 
Andrew, I want to get right into it. My first question, you know, that I, I would love for you to talk about it a little bit is what from your background helps you see through that public relations speak that you're able to translate so well? Yeah, I think it's a, a part of it is experience and on both sides of the table, Brad. I appreciate you saying that because I'm unique in that I have this experience that I don't think anyone else has out there, which is a decade each on both sides of the aisle, a decade representing players where I was an agent. Everyone knows what an agent does, the Jerry Maguire life. Show me the and money. Then sides. You know, I switched to what agents would call the dark side <laughs> when I went to the Green Bay Packers. Some would uh, say agents are the very dark side. Let's right, just be clear about this. Perspective is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. So 10 years on the dark side. And then the past 10 years, what I've been trying to do is sort of give back in my little way. I'm not going to cure cancer. I'm not going to solve the vaccine. But what I can do is take this knowledge and experience and give it back in a variety of ways through media, of course, whether it's podcasting or newslettering or writing or te or uh, or doing television. But and of course, teaching we're giving back to young people learning about sports and they get my the benefit of me going through the spin. I think what what leaving the Packers going to directly to your question gave me a new appreciation for, I guess, liberation. Because team people can't speak. They can't. Right. Not that they physically can't or aren't able to. They just, the nature of the job well, is you just can't be transparent. Yeah. And when you get out of that, when I got on ESPN in 2011, I'm like, oh, my God, I can talk now. You know, yeah. I don't have to worry about ramifications. I can actually talk. Well, it's funny you say that, Andrew, because I, I feel that same way now in what I do as opposed to when I was at ESPN. Well, That's here interesting. Are the, here are the talking points. Uh, you know, be careful. We have this relationship here. We have this relationship there. Mm. Uh, and for me, it's like, this is my relationship now. You know, and and uh, but I but the Brant filter is a real thing. Like I, I every time he does that, I always put that out there. You know, the Brant filter, like you get right through it. And speaking of why we have you on with this whole going on with the Washington football team, look, I I have a couple of thoughts. It's kind of interesting who's getting hit with these emails and who isn't getting hit with these emails, which is the team that is supposed to be the center of the investigation. Uh, and it certainly looks like there's an effort to make certain people in the organization that were in the organization painted in one way while not touching someone else who was a big part of that organization. This is curious, and I just wonder where we're going to go with this, Trey. And again, for people trying to decipher what you just said, I'll do the brand filter again. Uh, this is not an investigation that has anything to do with John Gruden. No. This has to do with the Washington football team. It's right. an ongoing investigation. And there already has been discipline, meaning that a $10 million fine towards the Washington football team, transfer of ownership duties from Daniel Snyder to Tanya Snyder, his wife. That's right. And okay. there's an investigation ongoing about what they did in this sexual harassment and toxic workplace. Yet of this trove of 650,000 emails, the past week has focused on several emails from a then- ESPN broadcaster who I worked with for Monday Night Football, now Raiders coach, actually now former, former Raiders coach. coach. And why him? Yeah. So two parts to it. Last week, we get an email about DeMorris Smith, which is vile, racist, everything. Correct. 
on the day before Demore Smith is up for re-election with the union, where he gets the minimum required vote to stay in his current job. Then we have a drumbeat through the weekend where it just seems like whoever's behind this wants Gruden out. Then during Monday Night Football, he's out. And we have Mark Davis answering questions from the media yesterday, like, what about it? He says, ask the NFL. Well, I want to ask you about that statement, Andrew, and kind of put your translation and deciphering abilities right here on the on the. On the, yeah. on the on the mark here because what mark davis said specifically was ask the nfl they have all the answers what was your how did you translate wow. that what, what is he saying what is he saying there without really saying anything i think i did translate it on twitter yeah. as to saying i didn't want to fire john yeah. they made me fire john correct and i know we can call it a resignation but that's just fancy language and we can talk about the contract in a minute too but Yeah, Mark Davis was, and I think still is, all in on John Gruden. But the pressure built so much from his partners, 31 other owners, Mm. from his leadership, the NFL, and from whoever else is this Wizard of Oz behind these leaks to get rid of Gruden. Can I I ask you? uh, Go ahead, Travis. Let me just just, uh, sort of add on to that, Andrew, because there's a couple of other things that I think are very fascinating about what you just said. To me, I don't know if it was necessarily a targeted attempt to get rid of Gruden. To me, it was like, oh, look what we stumbled into. So we can say, look over here at the right hand so you don't see what the left hand is doing. Mm. Classic divide and distract, because right, this whole thing's supposed to be about the Washington football team, yet it's now all about John Gruden and Bruce Allen a former team president of the Washington football team, who it is clear has been a target of these leaks because everything with Gruden was in relation to Bruce Allen. The Adam Schefter leak was in relation to Bruce Allen. Uh, The thing that came out with Jeff Pash, lead attorney for the NFL, was in relation to Bruce Allen. So let's be clear, while Gruden is taking the brunt of it because he lost his job, all of this is around one guy that used to be in the organization, Bruce Allen. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I actually I, can, I want to get there in a second to, to Bruce Allen, but I want to try to take this in the order it kind of happened so we can get to this this big thing here. Because Andrew, you said uh you were very quick, just like what Trey just said, to to note that this was a diversion from something bigger. What were the key things? And Trey, I want your thoughts on this too. What were the key things you both saw that made it obvious to you? there's something much bigger beneath the surface that someone, Andrew, you called the Wizard of Oz, is trying to keep from, from, the, from the public. Well, I do think the Demory Smith thing I mentioned is a huge coincidence, if that. You know, do we think it really is a coincidence? I'm not ascribing any, uh, anything to the union or to D. Smith, but I do think someone wanted that D. Smith information out there immediately prior to the vote. What would that tell you? Well, somebody wants to make sure Demory Smith is continuing as the head of the NFL Players Association. That's one side of it. On the other side of it, you know, this is very political. This NFL is like any business. There's politics. And when you talk about these people that are all billionaires, there's a lot of politics. Bruce Allen, who I know very well from all those years, haven't talked to him in years, 
is the ultimate politician. Uh, I mean, I think his brother is, is <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a lot of ties. His dad was coach of the Redskins. You know, this is a guy that was hired by Daniel Snyder to use all his political influence around the league, his political capital, not only around teams, but with the league office. What came out today, which Trey referenced with Jeff Pash, Bruce Allen is the ultimate politician. So what he was hired to do was curry favor from the league office that would give a possible edge to one team over the other 31. I experienced this in the NFL. Every team, including me in Green Bay, thinks that the league office favors every other team. I was going to ask you that. I really was. I wanted to know. That is a universal paranoia. Interesting. That's fascinating. In Green, in Green Bay, the reason was, oh, we don't have an owner, so they don't t- they don't treat us very. We're the seriously. smallest market. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, we have Brett, so they put us on TV. But oh, you I, guys had me. That's why you were on TV. All those, all those. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Oh my God! See what I put up every <laughs> week. Every week. Oh, sorry. Every other team. I know it. I know it because oh yeah, you know, and you go to those league meetings, and everybody's trying to saddle up to Jeff Pash, to Roger Goodell, to whoever's in leadership roles, Joe Ellis, who's now with the Broncos, uh, all these, you know, it's very political. And you can see why. Maybe you can get, maybe I could have curried a little favor for the Green Bay Packers somewhere by, you know, schmoozing. But this is the kind of thing that goes on. So I'm not surprised by the continued reporting today about New York Times, what's going on, because I just think, this is how the sausage is made, and people may be surprised, but I'm not. Well, listen, there's two things I want to get into with you here, Andrew, because first and foremost, again, going back to the heart of the matter, this is an investigation into the Washington football team and what a bleep show they had been under Dan Snyder. So if all these emails come out, and they're all directly tied to one person in the organization who's no longer there, how convenient is it for the people and owner that are still there to say, well, clearly this was the problem. Listen, there's going to be more drip drip. Now, the question you raise is all the drip drip that's going to come out of this, is it all going to be Bruce Allen or the tentacles going to spread? You know, the people that are affected by the workplace, we've seen the emails from the attorneys for the women they don't care about John Gruden, you know, John Gruden being shown the trap door and, and thrown the bus over him. That doesn't help them. They're not going to give up. Uh, are other people going to give up on this? You know, the Sean Taylor thing, which is the timing was really unfortunate. Uh, you know, there's something going on there. And I'm a lawyer, Trey, because precedent to me is everything. Yeah. So here's one precedent I never really understand. The owner of the Carolina Panthers, longtime owner, respected NFL owner, is pushed out of ownership for the Carolina Panthers, Jerry Richardson, for what I read to be, in in thorough reporting by Sports Illustrated, giving some foot rubs, giving some back shoulder rubs to women. I mean, in in the context of what we're hearing about Washington. Significantly less less, uh, on on the awfulness scale is what you're saying. He's gone. Yeah. And his statue's gone. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, 
What now we're talking about junkets for cheerleaders known by the owner that they're doing unsavory things with high, ro high rollers on these trips. And who knows what was sent on emails from senior executives account beyond Bruce Allen yeah. with pictures, etc. So I, I'm a lawyer. I'm like, okay, well, so we push out Richardson and, and what are we doing here? 10 million fine. Well, and, takes over well is that it here here's another listen we could we could do the you know youtube conspiracy theory rabbit hole thing very easily if we want but i mean look for me andrew the nfl is making a calculated risk here a calculated bet excuse me the outcry over people screaming where are the emails i think they think will eventually die down now if they released everything and people saw a bunch more people that may have been using this sort of language around the NFL, what's worse on a PR scale? I think the NFL, and Roger Goodell is brilliant at this. Let's be clear. He's brilliant at this. Okay, His, his job is to take the slings and arrows for the owners. That's his job as the commissioner. We can take the heat on not releasing the emails but the heat would be much more significant and damaging if we released all the emails. These are calculated moves. These are totally calculated moves. You know, we still don't know who the Wizard of Oz is. That's the issue. You know, people have suggested it's owners. People have suggested it's uh, certain people from the Washington team. People have suggested to me, because of my background, it's probably lawyers. Like it's the lawyers on the case that say people should see this. People should see what a dastardly guy John Gruden is. I, you know, it's it's. I don't know who it's coming from. Well, let me let me ask you a question, Andrew, about that, right? Because whenever these leaks happen, the first question I think uh, people who are trying to get to the bottom of it ask is who benefits, right? Yeah. But it seems to me, and from what you're saying, it's pretty obvious right now. Well, I mean, it's pretty say, obvious it, it, who benefits right now. Right? right, like the it, guy, it, the guy who still owns the team is the one who's benefiting right now. The only like, one, right? This I all mean, he's the one to protecting right? him. Yeah. Well, get, let's get back to precedent. So Gruden is, is is shown the door. What if we see other emails where it's either racist or misogynistic or naked pictures of women? All the things that got Gruden thrown out, and it's from a pick a name. It's from an owner. It's from a current team executive. It's from a another coach, right? Are they out? potentially with ties to that organization? Are they out? That's the question you ask the league. So whether we see it or not, are you telling us what John Gruden did deserves firing, and all these other emails are out there don't deserve firing? And listen, I'm never suggesting John Gruden's going to be a sympathetic character. No. But I think as we go further, there may be people saying, so John Gruden was sacrificed, but all these other people survived? Why? Because we can ask that question. I mean, again, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's a calculated, it's a calculated political strategic move at this point. What's the least damning thing that could happen right now? Oh, look at this. It's terrible. Uh, he's gone. This is out. But if everything comes out, how many other Grudens are there? And mm -hmm. how damaging is that to not just the Raiders, but the $20 billion industry 
that is the National Football League. And, th- and that was a question that was on the lips of, of, of how this has extended beyond sports. Political commentators were asking, is, is this something that's rampant throughout the NFL? Is John Gruden the only one? And Trey, to of your point. Of course not. I know. And you know, look, those emails had to go somewhere, right? They were, yeah. he felt comfortable to send that to somebody. And to your point, Trey, um, do these emails show other instances of that? But, but um, Andrew, I'd, I'd like to come back for a second and focus a little bit on the emails between Jeff Pash and, and Bruce Allen, because we're talking about who benefits. We're talking about um, who, who stands to gain the most from these leaks and stuff. Jeff Pash is the head attorney, head lawyer for the NFL do the emails, two questions, are the emails between the two of them scream impropriety to you? And is that something that you think is more common than what we've already seen from these email leaks? I mentioned earlier, this is how the sausage is made. It's not going to come off pretty. It's not going to come off clean. But I'm probably less shocked than most about the revelations from the New York Times article. He and Bruce are close. He and Bruce shared conversations that probably sound a little unsavory. But let's really figure out what side you're on here. If they said something about, hey, I'm working on lowering a player's salary, and the response was, you're doing the Lord's work. You know, if it was an agent talking to the union, and the agent said, I'm working on squeezing the Denver Broncos about this contract, the union would say, you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. So I think we have to understand what side. We can all sort of uh, Pollyanna say this is – kumbaya with the players and the owners. No, it's an adversarial business. Contract negotiations are tough. Jeff Pash is advising, weighing in on the management side, which is constantly trying to keep down the player's side and the player side is constantly trying to get back up. So I'm not overly, you know, some of it just sounds unsavory, but yeah, that's how the sausage is made. I mean, if they release some owner conversations. Right, right. Now, now, see, now this is where, look, I mean, Jeff Pash has been a long time yeah. lawyer for the NFL. But you know what you can find? Another lawyer. Right? <laughs> good point. You find another lawyer. You know what you can't find? Another $20 billion industry. Right. So, I mean – Jeff Pash has done the Lord's work to use your term, Andrew, for the NFL for a long time. But if the powers that be that run the business think, okay, to save ourselves, we'll find another lawyer. That seems very reasonable to me in in terms of the thought process. Yeah. I mean, Jeff and Bruce have extraordinary institutional knowledge about this league and its workings. So we talked about, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Gruden being silenced and can he talk now and what about the contract? I mean, if Bruce Allen or Jeff Pash is given a, a forum after this, oh, my God, we're going to find out a lot more that went on from then than besides these emails. But again, that that sort of adversarial. Remember back in 2011, Trey, we're doing some shows on the, on the lockout. Yeah. And then news came out that Jerry Jones or was it Richardson or one of them kind of looked at Jeff Saturday or looked at whoever it was, Dominic Foxworth, and basically said something like, you know, you're the cattle. Yeah, it was Jerry. We're the Jerry Jones. It was Jerry. And we're the, we're the farmer or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't sh- – if the, 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 the Jeff Pash New York Times stuff – 
that's nothing compared to that. Yeah, it was part of a Jim Trotter report. He did great work uh, on getting a lot of the information. I remember that. And, I remember uh, that out of out of those out of those meetings. But but you know that that's never that never changes. I mean, that's the NFL's position. I mean, that's why we had replacement players uh, and two strikes in the '80s. You know, hey, people people will cheer. Whether whether you think it's right or wrong or irrelevant or should or shouldn't be is not part of the discussion. They believe it is, and they believe in the long run that the laundry wins, which is whoever's wearing the uniform. And back to back to the Demory Smith thing. The owners are in the second consecutive ten-year team slash owner friendly collective bargaining agreement with no labor with no labor interruption with no labor interruptions which allowed them to get 10-year media deals with a 17th game it all worked together so to your point though andrew on that you know going back to d smith and and the timing of gruden's email release with the vote for him to remain do you view him and feel free to give me your opinions do you feel do you view him as an owner-friendly player union rep yeah, I mean, I want to be careful here. I want. To, yeah, I want. To, please, I, I should do. I, I and I'll do full disclosure. I had been approached about that position years ago, not this time, and I went through a lot of discussions with player leaders and my family, and decided not to run. Uh, when I was critical of this last agreement a year ago, I was kind of felt some bows and arrows. I'm not sure who that was from either. I'm not sure who's behind that. Um, but yes, I have been critical of these deals from the player's side. And I do think they have been good for the business of the NFL. There's no oh, question about it. More than good. And the fact is, this deal now, which takes them through 2021, 2031, 31, um, passed by the absolute slimmest of margins right before the COVID uh, thing took off. And... Yeah, although they're, although they're, that that's interesting, right? Like, for example, it did pass by the slimmest of margins, but I bet you a lot of, excuse me, as I just hit the table, I bet you a lot of players that were sort of on the fence about it were pretty happy that deal got done when it get done when it got done. Because imagine the NFL's position if we had gone into the COVID season and the loss of wow, ticket sales point. and all that kind of stuff. And the deal hadn't been in place. Great Whatever point. deal they got then would have been significantly worse than the deal they actually signed. I think so. But I think there's still a lot of hard feelings on the one no issue question. that I just – the one issue I just referenced where I have heard this from leadership of the players directly. I mean, I'll, I'll quote you. We thought the 17th game was a non-negotiable from our side. Yeah. Yet somehow in negotiations, we found out the 17th game was a non-negotiable from the owner's side. It flipped that quickly where the owners weren't doing a deal without a 17th game. And uh, that still rankles a lot of players. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew, before we before we let you go, I have two more questions. One really for the both of you. But Andrew, from your perspective as the vice pre- former vice president of the Packers, agent, everything else, you mentioned something about Bruce Allen earlier about being a master politician and that he was brought in by Dan Snyder. You tweeted this. He was brought in by Dan Snyder to uh, leverage his relationships. My question is, why would an NFL team bring someone in like that to run their football operations and, and be at the top of their organization? Give us a peek behind the curtain 
and 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 answer that question for us why would an nfl team want that type of person running their organization you know it kind of goes to what i was saying this the politics really involves getting an edge you know everyone wants an edge on the field they try to get the best players they hire the best coaches they pay extraordinary amounts of money for that how do you get an edge off the field an edge in the business of football an edge in the legal side of football and that is as simple as it sounds have better relationships with the central office you know the commissioner is very close with certain owners jeff pash is very close with certain executives there are other people behind the curtain at 345 park avenue we don't hear much about that can move things for teams and again you saw it in the new york times reporting today allen can do that and allen been has not only been on the washington team many years with tampa and many years with the Raiders and years with Arizona. And like me, he was the first one, was an agent before joining the NFL. So he was paid very handsomely by Daniel Snyder to, as I said, leverage those relationships, put the Washington then Redskins, now football team, in a position to have a competitive edge with the league office over 31 over, over Robert Kraft, over Jerry Jones, over Jerry Richardson, over whatever team. So these are the kind of things that happen that, again, behind the scenes, taking you behind the curtain a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, it feels so dirty, man. Like it, feel, like it feels uh, now that, you know, hearing hearing all this from yeah, you, there's a house of cards. Yeah, it's business. And and listen, if we, you, 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 I and Trey were talking about pick a, pick an industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It would be just as dirty. Yeah, for sure. No, that like twenty billion dollars of revenue, it would be for just sure. as dirty. Let me uh, listen. But, but, go ahead, Trey. Just real quickly, in yeah. all situations, in all instances, the line from the movie "All the President's Men" holds up. Follow, Follow the money. Them. Yep. Where is the money, and what is the object, and how can the money be protected? That will tell you everything. Yeah. Last uh, last question for both of you, real quick. End of the day, does a scandal like this, is it, is it a scandal? And, and will this taint the shield of the NFL for fans <laughs> moving forward? Come on, man. You know the answer to that question. I do, but I think it's a question that, that fans generally right now we're caught up in the moment of the shock of the release. And so the instant emotion is to say the NFL is tainted and then this, that, and the third. Let, let, let me put it this way. I, I'll do a very short answer. I'll let Andrew expound, you know, poetically and artist, art, you know, art beautifully. How many people, I'm never watching a game again. Correct. Yeah. And the ratings are at a high. They're up 17% from a year ago. That's yep. all I'm going to say. Okay. Great point. The NFL is counting on this, Brett. They're counting on we're going to move on. We, media, fans, public, etc. we're going to move on. How many people are talking about Urban Meyer this week? Happiest right. guy in the NFL right now. Happiest right. guy <laughs> in the NFL. Point. And I maybe this that. one takes longer. Maybe this one takes two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. But the NFL knows there's more drama ahead. Now, Monday night was a problem because it happened during the game, but the games are going to take precedence. And, you know, the stories, the storylines with Brady and the Bucks and, and all the other stories, that's what they're hoping. Yeah. Now, who, again, we go back to the Wizard of Oz. If the Wizard of Oz keeps the drip, drip going, the story keeps going. So it's going to depend on controlling the leaks. But, the popularity is amazing because, and I remember an NFL official telling me this as I was covering Deflategate for ESPN. Like he's like Andrew, 
you know, drama sells. <laughs> so, like, you know, everyone's saying, well, Brady and this and David Portnoy is out there protesting. And I'm like, whatever. They're like, this is great. It's good for the brand, man. Look, <laughs> you know, this is great. Even Ray Rice, like, you're right, Trey. Everyone was saying, I'll never cover this again. Okay. Yeah, right. That had the biggest rating year ever, yeah. 2014. So, I don't know what can derail the incredible. There's only there's only one thing that can do it. There's only one oh, thing if the person it? in charge decides to find a way to get it all out and get it all out. And you see on every team, on every staff, and every front office, all this kind of stuff talks. And then all the the lawyers for the for the lawsuit for the employees of the Washington Football Team use this exponentially in court to go down and try and take down a money man. That's the only way. That's yeah. the only way. Otherwise, we business goes on and fans are entertained and happy that they're game. Like, what have they always said? I don't want to hear about all that other stuff. Don't yeah. don't bring politics into my sports. Side note, what you're saying is don't bring politics you don't like into your sport because there's always been politics in sports. There will always continue to be politics in sports. But all they, all they want is I want to watch my game. I want yeah. to watch my game. And I don't think there's going to be anything like the words too big to fail seem to fit here. Am I wrong, Andrew? Yeah. No, it's funny you said they want the games because I've been, this is, I don't know, my 25th radio slash podcast this week. Not one person has asked me about the games, right? I'm not that guy. No, no one's asking me about football. They're asking me about the other stuff. So, Yes, but is it going to fade? And the NFL, I'm I'm just thinking they're sitting up there at 345 Parks and yeah, there'll be something else next week. There'll be something else next week. And maybe it'll be the player gets in trouble, which they'll, you know, they'll praise God. <laughs> maybe there'll be some other scandal. Maybe it'll involve, you know, a, a play from this weekend that everyone's talking about, like the DeAndre Hopkins play last year. So something will take this off the radar, at least bit by bit, you know, where it's still a story next week, less a story, less a story, less a story. It's, uh, you know, it's fascinating that we're at this point and, uh, it too big to fail really is the, the name of the game for the NFL here. And, and that's equally parts reassuring and not shocking, but also kind of scary when we're getting to some of the things that we're starting to see. And, We'll see what happens. But Andrew, uh, real quick, before we let you go, let us know where we can find you because as we mentioned at the top of the show here, you are doing He's Roy things. Kent. He's Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. He's here. Yes. He's there. Yes. He's everywhere. And where? And Brand. Yeah. Yes, you you are uh, the executive director and, and a professor for the Morad Center at Villanova for law. You're Sports Illustrated. Tell us tell us where we can find all the things that you're doing. Yeah, you have it there in the Chiron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my, uh, my day job is running a business of sports and law of sports program at Villanova, named for Jeff Morad, who's a baseball guy with my background. Uh, he was an agent and then ran a team and then got part ownership. Uh, I have wait, my wait, 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 wait. Just to call him an agent, like he was at one point. He was the agent. The agent. Yeah. I mean, he was he was uh, uh, Manny's agent, right? No, well, he did baseball. It was no, Manny. Stein. Manny Ramirez. Oh, I thought you said Manny. Yeah, Manny yeah, yeah. Ramirez. Manny. Yeah, he was Manny's agent that got him, you know, out of Cleveland and the ball. Like, That's Jeff, Jeff Morad was big Kahuna. Anyway, go ahead. 
and a Villanova grad and gave some money to run a program and now I'm running that program. So that's my day job. I do the column, as you know, at Sports Illustrated every week. I do a podcast where I've had a guest named Trey Wingo a couple times called Never The Business of Sports, sure. which I hope is a unique podcast out there. I do a newsletter so people can sign up, andrew-brandt.com. Kind of my extra content every week comes out Sunday. And now I am involved with Twitch Thursday Night Football. So co-streaming the games for Twitch, go to Andrew Brandt Live on Twitch. I am your version of the Manning cast, I hope, on Thursday nights. Uh, what did I miss? A podcast, column, newsletter, uh, Twitch. And Tri- triathlon guy. Yeah, I got a lot of time every morning. That's why I couldn't join you till noon, guys. I got to get my workouts in in the morning. Mountain That's all right. I, I always love somebody who has to ask, what did I miss when describing the uh, the things that they're doing? But, Andrew, it's, it's a lot. And, guys, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all of the links to everything that Andrew just talked about can be found in the description of this podcast. Uh, make sure you check it out. You will be a better overall fan of the league that you guys love for it because Andrew will make you smarter about how, as he said, the sausage is made. So make sure you check that out and 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 check out his translations on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Uh, but Andrew, thanks so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you guys. Right. See you, Take care. Right.